Hi, I'm Gabby Herculano. And I'm Shella Lika, and you're listening to Climate Solutions with Gabby and Shella. A weekly podcast where we bring to you evidence of acceleration of the massive shift towards a green, sustainable, and balanced economy. We have a laser focus on the 2030 milestone of cutting emissions in half. Our children deserve better, and we have no time to waste. Join us and our guests as we discuss the innovative and impactful solutions shaping our world. We're so excited to be talking to you today, John. Um, we, we, we love the work that you're doing. We look so forward to learning so much more about blockchain um, for energy tracing solutions. Um, but maybe we start at the beginning. Um, tell us please more about your journey, uh, your background and how you had this uh, fantastic idea and how you put the team together and how FlexiDAO started. Yeah, absolutely. A pleasure to be here. So my name is Joan. I'm originally from Barcelona, Spain, and my background is in business administration. And I was working as a strategy consultant for Bain & Company. And out of passion for sustainability and for technology, uh, I decided to start uh, a, a company in this clean tech space because of the potential of disruption that it could have in the energy transition. And in that journey, I met uh, my two co-founders, Simon and Greg, who are two energy engineers that uh, were at the moment uh, finishing their master's program and in their master's thesis, they already had a project on how to apply blockchain for the energy sector. Back in those days, we were looking for early investors and our main partner, Miguel Simos de Melo, was one of the uh, business angels that helped us uh, launch this first, this first phase of the company in which we had to validate product market fit. And like most startups, we realized that the early idea of, uh, of Simon and Greg was still quite far away from the market. So we pivoted and adapted our blockchain solution to the, the use case of energy traceability, traceability of origin, to try to really understand what's the real carbon footprint of companies that are buying renewable energy and how green is really that, that renewable power that they're buying. And that's where we, we found an angle to it. And uh, yeah, and since then it's been four years now. And right now FlexiDAO is present in 12 countries. We are tracing around six terawatt hours of renewable energy and working with global firms like uh, Microsoft or Vodafone. So yeah, excited to, to be here and to, to be scaling this journey. And of course we know Miguel well as a classmate. Um, and so, and I'm sure that gives a lot of comfort uh, to bring his background and experience in as well. Can you tell us a little bit for our audience um, exactly how it works? Explain a little bit the technology and how a corporate like Microsoft might use your solution to trace and certify their green energy source. Yeah, absolutely. So just to put a bit of context here, companies are increasingly interested in having more transparency on the CO2 footprint that they disclose, both for their customers, but also for the investors and employees. And for this reason, they want to really understand when they buy renewable power, they want to really understand hour by hour how CO2 intensive that power is. Right now, the certification mechanisms that exist, they're called energy attribute certificates they do not reflect an hour-by-hour -hour basis of the grid, of the physical reality of the grid. So what that means is that when, you're, when the wind is not blowing or the sun is not shining, you don't really know as an energy buyer if you're getting renewable power. You just compensate that after the end of the year with certificates. So in order to change that, what we as FlexiDAO do is we can connect directly to a wind farm or our solar plant. We can measure that production data on hour-by-hour -hour basis. 
And what we will then do is create an hourly certificate, sort of a digital asset that represents on the blockchain that renewable electricity produced. And we then assign that digital unit of energy to the consumption, the electricity consumption of a, a large company that is buying that renewable power. So to put a real practical example with Microsoft in Amsterdam, they have a data center there that consumes a lot of electricity and they're buying renewable power from an offshore wind farm that belongs to the utility Eneco. So what we did there is plug into Eneco's wind farm. We measured the output of that wind farm, how much it was producing in terms of electricity, renewable electricity. And then hour by hour, we would match with a software algorithm that electricity production to the electricity consumption of the data center. And we would then show with our software the CO2 footprint on a real-time basis. And all was credibly allocated to the blockchain for any auditor to check the real match with renewable sources. And of course, this is interlinked with the official energy attribute certificates. So we don't replace regulation, we just integrate within the current standards. That is incredible. So um, we, we talked about this. Uh, you, you have amazing clients like Microsoft, Vodafone, Iberdrola. Um, you already have a pretty um, international presence. How quickly can you scale up? Because the technology seems to be there. You have the blockchain solution. Can you go global? What is your you know, next two to five years of growth? Is it more countries, more customers? Um, would, do you think there is room for you to, at some point, map 100% Microsoft's operations? That is a fantastic question. We are trying to aim for both, for growth within customers. Most of our customers are multinational companies, so they obviously have an interest to, to, to replicate this model on a global level. And the second objective for us is, is obviously to scale uh, internationally, uh, looking for new customers also in other, in other geographies. In that sense, the United States is our next move as FlexiDAO. We have been strong in Europe so far and, and a bit of South America and Central America. But our next step of growth uh, needs to be in the United States. And in, in that regard, what we're seeing is that the, one of the barriers for scaling is data access. It's a critical topic for most companies, having access to their metering data, to their hourly consumption data, and to the hourly production data, which are the two key inputs of our software. In Europe, there are some pools, repositories of data that are available via what we call data hubs that grid operators fill in. But in other geographies like the United States, these data hubs are not available. So the way to circumvent that is not so straightforward and it requires some data integrations with different energy supplies or rivers. And that's some key effort that we are as FlexiDAO working on to solve. It sounds like such a necessary and, and, and needed application and you can see it growing. Tell us a little bit about the regulatory space and, and the global standards or regional standards. To what extent are they, do you think, moving in the direction of almost requiring something like this kind of certification process? Where do they stand now and where do you see it going? Yeah, great question. Companies right now that are doing hourly matching with renewable sources, they do it on a basis, mainly for environmental leadership or for CO2 transparency to differentiate from their competitors and acquire more customers. That's the main motivation today. There is no regulatory enforcement of such a solution today. Even energy certificates are officially recognized 
they're also not mandatory, uh, but they're much more accepted than hourly matching. There are nonprofit foundations such as Energy Tag, T-A-G, that are currently developing a new standard for hourly energy certificates that will be integrated into the annual energy judgment certificates. This is massive information because this means that companies will now be recognized when adding more granularity, more details to their current energy certificates. And this is something that they will be able to start reporting on standards like CDP. On CDP in sections 5, 6, and 8.2e, any company can already add on a column of comments their voluntary actions to increase the granularity or the environmental impact of their renewable energy purchases. So already today, companies can start disclosing more details of their actions without having to wait for regulation to pick up. Having said that, we expect that regulation will soon force companies to be more strict in the way they disclose their carbon emissions. There are already some signs. So in Renewable Energy Directive 2, there is already a mention to hourly matching for the producers of renewable fuels of non-biological origin. So for instance, hydrogen, green hydrogen producers. And the Delegate Act in Europe will be confirmed in the coming months to see what granularity this matching will be. Most likely it will be hour by hour. So this could set a precedent for other industries to start yeah, having an enforcement to do hourly matching, but it is still to be confirmed. So if we could pick your brains, we love to talk about you know, how you see the market evolving. Um, technologies is here problem solving and climate change mitigation uh, and the energy transition. You know, we're of the view that things are moving you know, fast, which is great. So a few years from now, most of your solutions are looking at utility scale renewable um, sources. But we see a lot of users uh, trying to become prosumers and produce whenever possible at point of consumption behind the meter, um, part of their uh, needs for electricity. So this, this blockchain solution you have, could you at some point apply that for potentially peer-to-peer -peer trading so that these prosumers that will be producers and consumers whenever uh, they produce more than they need can start trading electricity? And that would give a very holistic um, um, view of the entire footprint, not just the energy that you procure from third-party sources, but also the one that you generate behind the meter. Is this something that could potentially be in your horizon a few years from now? Do you see that uh, need for that peer-to-peer -peer trading, given all the jurisdictions where you operate? Um, are, you, are you bullish about peer-to-peer -peer trading? Yeah, so it's, it's a fantastic question. Peer-to-peer -peer trading was probably the first use case that was analyzed when blockchain um, came out in the energy sector, which was probably around 2017 when Flexida was born. And some of the biggest early proponents were players like LO3 or PowerLedger. Um, what we have seen across this couple of years in the maturity of the technology is that peer-to-peer -peer energy trading is probably still too early to really pick up uh, from a commercial point of view. So it's a fantastic case to pilot. Uh, we really believe that at some point it will really arrive, but we don't think that currently energy markets, regulation, uh, user behavior is really ready for, 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 for this use case. It is, it is more complex than it sounds. However, what, what we think as Flexdale that could be already enabled today is the, is the traceability of distributed renewable energy. So rooftop solar 
uh, could be traced on how it is being injected into the grid. And we as Flexida have, for instance, a project on that with the TSO of Spain, Red Electrica España, in which we are monitoring and certifying the injection into the grid of all rooftop PV in Spain. And this is all notarized into the blockchain. So it's a much more simple use case than trading. There's no trading in that. There's just a certification of, of what is happening into, into the grid, what is being injected into the grid. But it's a first step towards it. So yeah, we as FlexiDAO think that the current technology of blockchain, it can go very, very granular, not as the current energy attribute certificates. The current, the current energy attribute certificates, they have a one megawatt hour granularity and they don't go underneath that. So with blockchain, you can go much more granular down to the kilowatt level. And uh, yeah, that allows prosumers, whether it's corporations or households, to certify what they're injecting into the grid and to be claiming that as a renewable origin. Joan, tell us a little bit more about how you see this whole space evolving. We like to ask our guests what they think the world will be like in 2030. And I know that's a far time away, but you talked a little about, bit about the evolving regulation, about potentially the use for this in peer-to-peer -peer and distributed energy networks. Can you tell us a, a, a little bit more about how you see the evolution of the space in the coming years? Yeah, we see like two, fa two phases of, of evolution. The first one is a phase in which uh, hourly energy certification becomes a standard. And for that, uh, we think that there's going to be a new commodity, which Energy Tag is calling granular certificates. Basically, this new commodity will allow any corporate energy buyer to claim that their origin of renewable energy was zero carbon on a particular hour of the day. So this will reflect much better the physical reality of the grid. And it will allow corporations to disclose with more transparency their real CO2 footprint from their electricity sourcing. That's going to be a wave of disruption that is going to happen in the next five years. You know, corporations like Google, Microsoft, Iron Mountain, or even the Biden administration in the U.S. are already big pro proponents of the 24-7 carbon-free energy topic. In the next wave, so that will be the, the first disruption we'll see. But this is only from an energy certification point of view. The next wave between 2025 and 2030, we anticipate is going to be the digitization of power purchase agreements and energy trading. So currently energy markets do not really reflect the uh, marginal uh, impact that renewables have in the grid and pricing. So it is basically an energy market system that is based on the old days where we were actually trading you know, the, 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 the electricity produced by fossil fuels that are not volatile. So in order to change that and adapt that, we think that energy markets in the future will be trading capacity of renewable energy in very small chunks. So right now, corporates that buy power purchase agreements, they have to do it for a whole plant. And this makes it very hard to access by small energy buyers. Uh, it's only big corporations with good you know, credit ratings that can access these power purchase agreements, long-term agreements with big assets that they finance. We think that in the future, 2025 to 2030, these renewable energy plants will be split in small digital chunks that will, will be represented by yeah, blockchain NFTs, non-fungible tokens, and they will be traded in a liquid market between energy buyers. So what, what this practically means is that as an energy buyer with a limited buying capacity, you will be able to own a small piece of a wind farm and get allocated the resulting renewable power from that. And indirectly, you will be funding that plant with your small electricity consumption. 
and we, we think that this will help foster a 24-7 carbon-free electricity grid, which is the ultimate objective that we all need to reach by 2030. Wow, that's incredible. And would you, I have two questions, would you, would Flexidal be the aggregator? Would you be this exchange or would you power it? How would you see that unfolding? How would you, you know, would be your strategy in doing so? And then the, the second question is still related to what we were just talking about. Um, there was a big scandal here in the UK. Um, some of us think that we're procuring our electricity at the distribution level from 100% renewable energy sources. But the reality is that when you scrub through the details, you see that uh, there's a bit of, uh, of, of greed. Uh, and a bit of gas. And then what these distribution companies are doing is they, they are offsetting. Uh, so they buy carbon offsets and then that way they can claim that your electricity is actually 100%. So could you also um, tap into that market and make sure that you know the small individual um, uh, buyers like myself that really want 100% renewable energy, I don't yet have my solar rooftop after all we live in London, um, that I, I have peace of mind that my energy is indeed 100% renewable. So can you also, um, your solution also tap into that market of the uh, distribution companies that effectively would be the buyers of your solution for the CFE score, for example? Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. I think that the B2C market, the residential and household market is not the early adopter of this solution yet, just because there is a lack of education. and underlying drivers or motivation to really try to understand in you know in more transparency if your electricity is really green. Uh, corporations right now seem much more educated and prepared to really ask for it and potentially even pay a premium because they can charge a higher fee for their own products if they can justify that they're really carbon free. With households, this trend will change in the coming years. I'm quite convinced about that. And the more pressure we as you know as a society make to energy energy companies that are energy retailers that are selling the green power the more they will be let's say forced to really disclose you know the origin of that power on a real-time basis so basically bring more transparency to the energy supply um, so yeah that's definitely going to happen and to your second question on the, the flexible positioning towards the, the future in all these uh, exchanges well we basically see ourselves as a technological enabler for those uh, market exchanges. First, applying our technology for uh, markets of unbundled uh, granular certificates. So these hourly certificates that I was describing before. There, there's gonna be registries that are gonna be national authorities. It's already happened today in the Netherlands, in the US, in Denmark, there's already some pilots in which national authorities are, are becoming the registries that keep track of that uh, hourly certification. And we as FlexiDAO will be sort of like the digital enabler of all those transactions behind it so that there can be multiple marketplaces plugged in into our technology to facilitate those, those hourly transactions. And this first will happen through certificates. And as I described before, from 2025 to 2030, it will most likely happen also through, through power purchase agreements, so actual renewable energy capacity markets. Well, we look forward to seeing the next years unfold and it sounds like an exciting future, which we'll be watching closely. Um, thank you so much, Johan, for, for joining us today. That was absolutely um, fascinating to hear more about. Um, and uh, we look forward to staying in touch and hopefully having you on again soon. 
thanks the pleasure was mine <laughs> thank you thanks for listening you can listen to climate solutions on apple podcasts spotify stitcher google podcasts youtube and wherever you get your shows you can also leave us a rating on apple podcasts or like and subscribe on youtube to find out more about us visit us at iClimate.earth or at Climate Solutions with Gabi and Shala on YouTube or on Instagram. Click the links in the video to know more about us or our guests. See you next time.